Drug development happens in stages, preclinical studies, phase one, two, three, and so on. But how much do trial participants know about what's happened before their enrolment to test for safety? And how much should they be told? Holger Pedersen from Denmark was a trial participant who wanted to know more. He tried to find out information about a trial drug he was taking and was surprised how little data had actually been collected and shared. I'm Helen MacDonald, analysis editor for the BMJ, and I talked to Holger earlier about his experience. I had a heart attack at the end of October 2010, and uh, I was sent to the hospital and uh, was operated there, and uh, it was uh, a very successful thing. It was all over in uh, about two and a half hours from I left my home to I was uh, treated at the hospital and uh, could go to sleep at at the hospital. I was was very satisfied. And and then in the morning, some uh, nurses came and, and asked me if I would like to take part in a trial of a new medicine that was going to prevent a new heart attack uh, and uh, they gave me some papers uh, which I could read and uh, which I read uh, during the, the, the morning and then uh, I decided that uh, this would sound interesting, hmm. interesting and I would like to take part of that. Ah, so this was the solid Timmy trial, which was about a drug yes. called daraplatib, um, which is a phospholipase inhibitor, and they were trying to see if it would reduce the chance of having some other um, heart event in the future. Um, so yes. that, w- that was the drug that they were talking to you about, um, and the trial yes. had started just the previous year, hadn't it, in 2009. And so they left you with some papers um, about this medicine and the trial. Yes. Um, what did you make of the information? You said you had a few questions that you wanted to ask them. Yes, it was a very simple questions. The only negative thing they were talking about was that uh, some patients uh, would experience uh, a bad smell from their sweat and their urine and their faces. And uh, I asked into that and uh, asked if that has a such a degree that my family would uh, notice it. But, but I, I was told that, uh, that that was not the case. It was a, a minor thing. It was not anything important. Mm-hmm. So I agreed to take part of it and uh, got the papers which I signed. All of them, I started to be part of the trial, which was supposed to run for, uh, I think, two years more. Mm. So when you signed up, you were aware that there there could be this minor um, side effect about smell and there was this expected advantage um, or proposed advantage that perhaps the chance of having a future heart attack could be reduced. Was there anything else that you understood or that had caught your eye about the side effects or the downsides of the drug in the information? No. Nothing really at that Nothing stage. That, there was, there was uh, no indication of any uh, long-term uh, toxicological studies, and I didn't really notice at that time. 
so uh, I started without that. That was when I had been uh, treated with that uh, medicine for uh, about a month, and I had my first consultation. I noticed that there was a distinct smell, so I asked that at the first uh, at the first uh, meeting if I could uh, have a reference uh, or a copy of the uh, the long-term animal experience which I supposed to have been done ah. before they started. Ah, and this interested you particularly because you um, you had been a veterinary surgeon, so you were quite interested yeah. um, to to read that, and you were you believed that that information should have existed. Uh, I was actually worried because uh, I had this uh, this uh, influence on on my stomach. I I was wondering if it was only. Uh, bad smell or if it could have any detrimental other detrimental effects on it and, and to make sure to see the results of animal experiments would be very helpful in that situation and and that was very early in the in the process that that I wanted to, that information so there started your quest to try and find out more about the safety of the drug you were pretty sure you were on because of the side effects you mentioned. And in the end, you had to enrol Peter Gotcher to help you. Now, the story is quite complicated, so anyone who wants to find the details should have a look at the article. Um, so if we skip forward to the end, it turned out that the long-term studies on animals hadn't actually been completed before the clinical phase of the trial started. Here's a quote from an email from GSK to the various trial participant doctors. Here's a quote from an email from GSK to your trial doctor. As you know, the initiation of the Daraplatib Phase 3 clinical trial programme occurred in parallel with the conduct of the long-term rodent carcinogenicity studies. This decision was taken in full agreement with the global regulatory agencies based on the toxicology information available at that time. Now, you subsequently saw that rodent experiment data. What did it show, Holger? When the results were presented uh, in the in the revised uh, documents for, for agreements to take part of the trial, <clears throat> I could see that um, there had been some, some tumours in the mice and rats Adenomas and adenosarcomas, and uh, of course, that's very dissatisfying. So it turns out that there wasn't all the safety data that you thought there was, or should have been. How did you feel about that as a trial participant? They, at the first time I asked, after the first months, they should have told me that, that these were not performed, and I would have stopped immediately. I would not have continued taking part of the trial if I had known that. Uh, and I know there is uh, uh, EU legislation that uh, says that in, in certain circumstances this can be done, 
that uh, it's clear from that legislation that what they are thinking of there is uh, uh, medicine for use in terminal patients and so on, not not, uh, in a case like this. And to echo Holger's last point there, Peter Gotcha in the article writes, Carcinogenicity studies should be performed for any pharmaceutical whose expected clinical use is continuous for at least six months. Participants in the Daraplatib trial were to take the medicine for over three years in a clinical situation for which other preventative drugs existed. It is difficult to understand why the drug regulators in over 30 countries allowed GSK to enrol over 28,000 patients in phase three clinical studies before the results of carcinogenicity studies in animals were communicated to patients. You've been listening to Holger Pedersen talk about his experience as a clinical trial participant. To read more about the story, have a look at the analysis article, Human Guinea Pig Asks for Animal Studies, now available on thebmj.com.